Welcome back to the Health Triad Method podcast. And in today's episode, we're going to be talking about how you can speed up your results by distinguishing between movement and training. And we're going to be looking at how this could affect your health and well-being journey. We are joined by head coach Stacy, transformation coaches John and Chris, and our doctor of cardiovascular medicine and transformation coach, Dr. Jyoti Patel. Here's a quick snippet of what to expect in our podcast today, and then we will get into the main body. It, it, a few clients come to mind straight away when it comes to like knee pain and, and hip pain and back pain and thinking, well, should they really be doing high intensity interval boot camps and all that sort of stuff that you see like everywhere, especially on Instagram and YouTube these days. So should they be doing those movements? Probably not because it's actually causing them a lot of pain. Well, we can actually use the additional time that they're spending there and do something that's going to help them in the long term, get over some of the pain that they're experiencing today. Okay, so we're joined by the incredible team today and we're going to be discussing the importance of both movement and training and how we can get the most out of them when it comes to a health and fitness journey. Let's get into this today. I I think we first of all need to define what's the difference between uh, training and just moving. Um, Stacey, I think you came up with a really good way of explaining this. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, so for me, movement sort of refers to just general activity, you know, whether it's walking or, um, you know, anything along those lines where you're just getting about and moving. Um, Whereas for me, training is more uh, specific, I suppose. Like you've got a specific goal that you're walking toward and it's quite targeted. Um, And so, yeah, less generalized than movement is. So is, is there one that's better than the other? You know, when it comes to a lot of people will join our coaching and the goals tend to be getting healthier, losing body fat, maybe getting a bit fitter. Is there one that outweighs the other? I definitely think they both have their merits, you know, and there, there are studies that show that being more active and walking and getting a certain amount of steps and that sort of thing has very positive outcomes for health. I think that both have their place depending on what your situation is and what outcome you're looking for and having a good balance of both is important. Agreed, agreed. I do think there's... Um... There's very specific positives and I guess negatives to being movement focused over, I guess, training focused, so having a very specific outcome to work towards. So it'd be really good to hear your your ideas and your thoughts about maybe some of the drawbacks of just being too movement focused and not training focused. I, I think that if you look at it, so movement is more low intensity, whereas training can be more high, high of high high intensity. So there's a difference within within that within that so it, again it depends on where you're coming from um but if your conditioning is at a high standard hmm. then you're more likely to be able to perform to a higher intensity um so i think it's just important to identify that where, where you are hmm. whether your conditioning is good whether your health metrics are in a good spot if they're not, then more low intensity, spending more time on low intensity would be a good idea for you to then build up towards more high intensity, which you can do more uh, within training sessions. Yeah. So there's less, I think, Chris, you've talked about this, right? Less physical stresses on the body. So it, it may be easier to actually recover from some movement-based work instead of specific training. Would you Would you agree with that? Yeah, I think the low intensity is just going to be super beneficial if we do need sort of more output without adding a lot more stress on the system. Mm. It boils down, boils down to that stimulus and that adaptation. If we're spending a long time, at, you know, with a lower stimulus, we're going to get 
less adaptations, but that might be what we need at the time. Mm. But if we are looking for, you know, if you've got a bigger goal, more to achieve, you're going to need to spend more time hitting those bigger stimuli if you want the bigger adaptations. So uh -huh. I think it's just what's relevant and when. Yeah. You know what? I feel like we missed a bit of a missed a bit of a beat here. So what is movement? What? How do we define that? What is is movement? Doing twenty five burpees and five hundred <laughs> jumping jacks and star jumps, or is movement just going for a walk, or is it both? I definitely think it can be both. You know, like a lot of the time we see it in people walking, they've got I, I have to hit ten thousand steps today, or I have to hit fifteen thousand steps today, or whatever it is. Or we can see it in people who just like to do some yoga or some mobility work, that's still movement. Um, or on the opposite end of the spectrum, we see people who don't really have a focus with their exercise that they're doing, but they're doing multiple boot camp sessions a week. You know, that's always a lot of random movement with no real direction. Yeah. Um, so I think, I think for me, the direction of it makes the difference between general movement and for training. Uh, I think if we look at our client base as well, it tends to be people that aren't, I guess, rich with time, I would say time poor people. So either, you know, with family or work, whatever it might be. So just trying to be more efficient with our time. So I know you've just mentioned there, some people work to like 10,000 steps or 15,000 steps a day. We could be more efficient with that time because I know we've, we've seen studies that say, after say seven and a half thousand, maybe up to 8,000 steps a day, there's no more real benefit of additional steps beyond that point other than maybe burn a few extra calories. But if you've got time to invest in movement, we'll, we could actually be a more, bit more specific with that and get more out of that time with a dedicated training program. Would you guys agree with that? Yeah, I think the balance is important. You know, if, if you are aiming to hit, say, for example, say 15,000 steps a day, and then you're coming to us and saying, like, oh, I can't really get my training session in because I don't have time or I can't get my mindset working because I don't have time. Mm. Like there's an easy way that we can adjust that by scaling the movement back to minimal effective volume and using some of that spare time now for other focuses. Yeah. And I think that kind of leads us on to another point there is like not all of our clients will come to us in the best possible shape, right? With, you know, knee pain, hip pain and back pain. So is movement the right thing for those guys or should we be a bit more specific? Yeah. I think as always, it depends on the person, you know, it depends on the, the issue. We can always find a type of movement that is best for, for you based on your issues. But generally speaking, if you've got ongoing physical pain, like lower back pain or knee pain or that sort of thing, there's usually a reason behind that. And it's usually something that we can address with rehabilitation work or with specifics training. So it's important then that that's something that you make time for and that you prioritize. Yeah, I, I like that. I, th I think that's really, really important. It, it, a few clients come to mind straight away when it comes to like knee pain and, and hip pain and back pain and thinking, well, should they really be doing high intensity interval boot camps and all that sort of stuff that you see like everywhere, especially on Instagram and YouTube these days. So should they be doing those movements? Probably not because it's actually causing them a lot of pain. Well, we can actually use the additional time that they're spending there and do something that's going to help them in the long term, get over some of the pain that they're experiencing today. But I think it'd be really cool to actually talk about, because we've mentioned what movement is there. What do we mean by exercise? What do we mean by specific kind of training plans with specific outcomes? So what sort of things come to mind there? It, it sort of spans the, spans the spectrum from rehabilitation work to standard resistance style training to even like you can even bring conditioning work into it you know there can be conditioning training it just means that it's more focused and you're working toward a set goal rather than just moving for the sake of additional movement 
I think it's it's any sort of structured plan that you're given to get a specific outcome. Like that. And Jyoti, you, you came off mute for a second there, so I think you had something you wanted to share. Yeah, I was just going to say, when it comes to training, um, you know, if you've got a dedicated plan or a program, you really want to be making notes or, you know, filling in your trainer, your app, um, in terms of like how many sets you're doing, the reps, the weight that you're lifting, um, but making notes in terms of how you're feeling, how that movement feels, yeah. knowing what the difference between um, pain from like the sort of strain of the exercise versus pain from an injury, knowing that is what the differences are. Um, also sending like training videos to your coach. The, the importance is really so that we can see that you're training um, at intensity yeah. um, and what your level, your capability level is. Yeah, I think that's really, really powerful. And do you know what, to add to that as well, is that obviously the way we structure our programs, they're very, they're strategic, right? So we're not just going to go in with a, you know, a finger in the air and think, oh, what can we put in there today? We're actually going to think about what does that client need and be really specific. But what we see is what people try and do in week one, by the time we get to week four, it's become easy. So you know where you've said, you've kind of marked down, how do I feel at the end of the session? Usually people are like, oh, that was a 10 out of 10 session in terms of intensity. And by week four, they're like, actually a bit more manageable. So it's like six out of seven out of 10 now. And then that's our cue to say, yeah, you're ready to move on to the next phase and get the most out of it. So I think that's kind of a confidence builder as well, but it's, it's great to see specific progression within that just knowing that you're more capable over time but no i think that's really really powerful in fact i think it'd be good to just talk about any tips or hints that you guys might have to help people get the most uh, or i guess both ends of the spectrum so from movement to training to even getting the most out of coaching i think one really important thing when it comes to training especially and to getting the most out of coaching is to have a communication with the coach and to be sending videos of the exercises and things I think this is something where a lot of people are hesitant, but it's so, so important because every exercise that we assign you, like Jackie mentioned, is assigned for a reason and it's assigned to get a specific outcome. And if it's not being performed in the way that we intend, then you're probably not going to get as much out of it as you otherwise would. So we need to make sure that the form is there and that it's been executed how we want it to be executed to get the most out of it, you know, because even, even if you've got training experience, you know, even if you have been training for a while, it can be as simple as us needing a slightly wider stance or needing a, a slightly different grip or something like that to get a slightly different adaptation. It's not that we don't think you know how to train, it's that we want to make sure you're executing in the way we've envisioned. But I think even for me, I've been training since I was like 18 and I'm not going to give away my age now, but I'm a lot older than 18. But I did an exercise the other day, the, the pike press, and I realized I can't do the pike press properly because I can't bring my hips up high enough. And then I thought afterwards, seeing the video, it allowed me to adjust that movement going forwards. And it also gave me a few other things that I could work on. So if you send us something over, it allows us to fix that specific movement, but it might also give us something else to note or give you a different kind of workout or different a start of rehab work to actually move you forwards a little bit quicker. I think that could be really powerful. We want to make the most out of every single moment, right? We don't want to be wasting time. We want to be more efficient. So I think that's a really powerful uh, concept there, Stacey. Anybody else, anything to add there in terms of things we can do to actually uh, get, the, get the most out of movement, get the most out of, of resistance training, specific training, um, and obviously coaching? 
I think direction's a big thing, knowing where you want to go. And then that will obviously dictate sort of how much movement you need, how much general training you need, sort of where you sit on that spectrum. Uh, so sort of how intense that training needs to be. Because yeah. if, if you don't know where you're going, again, it's very hard to plan for, but you also don't know if you're getting any close to your destination along the way. Yeah, I massively agree with that. And, and John, did you have anything to add there? Yeah, I was just going to say, I think that the it's important to know that the higher your intensity is, the more chance that you're putting yourself at risk. So it's important to be conscious of where you're putting your body in terms of a movement and how and what muscles you're trying to work uh, as well. Um, it, it depends where you what you um, identify as movement compared to training, but let's say we're identifying movement as walking and then training as in a, a high intensity uh, resistance training session with, with heavy weights, you're more likely to potentially injure yourself with heavier weights. So it's more important to be a lot more present within each rep, each set um, sort of thing. Oh, I love that, man. I really like that, that thought process. Um, and guys, I think that's been really, really helpful. I think that's really shaped people's understanding of what movement is, what training is, and how they can bridge the gap between the two and make the most out of that. So I really do appreciate your time today. If anybody's watching this and they've got any questions or any uh, further feedback that they would like on their own training, please feel free to reach out to us at any time and we'd be more than happy to help. If you enjoyed this episode today, all I need from you is to subscribe to the podcast, leave a comment, rate the podcast and review it. If you share this podcast to a friend or family member, you will be helping us in our mission to educate and inspire our community to positive change. Thank you again for tuning in. I'm incredibly grateful. And until next time, have a powerful week.